Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows, and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Secret Layer presents D&D 101. My name is Niall. I'm going to be your dungeon master. With us today we have... Kath. Anything you want to add to that? Um, <laughs> My name's Kath. <laughs> I'm confused, but I whispered. hope I won't be for long. Excellent. Excellent. And Jordan... Well, there, there's my name. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> maybe a little bit about yourself, you know. Um, I don't know anything about D&D. Actually, no, that's not true. I played one time. I was telling these guys before we started recording. I played D&D once. My character was called Shithead Greg with a Broken Fork. <laughs> and I don't remember much about it, to be honest. But it was good fun. Absolutely excellent. Yeah, so in this podcast, what I'm attempting to do is try and teach uh, two people with various degrees of... Two idiots. <laughs> well, I didn't go that far. Uh, maybe, Excuse me. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. we will retitle this podcast D&D is for idiots or something. Yeah. You know, get a D&D's D&D guide D&D to idiots. Dummies. Yeah, D&D, D&D for dummies. dummies. Oh, that's two a fucking... There you yeah. go. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I, I'm expecting royalties on that, though, please. Uh, well, we're going to keep it as D&D 101, then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've played a lot of D&D in my life since sixth form, which for you Americans out there is college or something. I don't know. It's when you're it's about high school. 17, 18. Is it? I don't yeah, know. it's just high school for them. I, I don't really get Americans. Mm. No, it's, <laughs> just it like the system, not not just the people. <laughs> I've met a lot of Canadians. Oh, wait, I could be wrong. Do you want to? No, no I, I just remember it being like, oh, I can't remember. Didn't they say like junior and senior? It's middle school and yeah, then high school. Yeah, no, yeah. It's something like about ju- being a junior and a senior, isn't it? But that's it? like when you get to sixth form. Yeah. All yeah. I'm saying is, yeah. with all these American movies that I've watched, why have you never clearly explained <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your school system? <laughs> We're very confused. <laughs> very confused and it hurts anyway speaking of confused and it hurting uh welcome to dnd guys so what we're going to start with today's episode is character sheets Mm -hmm. now uh a quick overview so dnd is a role-playing game it's a tabletop role-playing game also known as a ttrpg in the industry okay oh yeah a ttrpg yeah like the gun (laughs) (laughs) a totally terrific rocket propel grenade That's brilliant. That's really, I love yeah, that. Yeah, you're welcome. I will expect royalties on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to immediately stop using it. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tabletop role-playing game where essentially, you know, it's pen, paper, or more, you know, more recently, D&D Beyond is an app where you can create your characters online. It's a lot easier and a lot quicker. And beyond. Uh, yeah, mm. and beyond. Hence why we're not doing it that way. Right, we're going to do it the, the new slow, Buzz Lightyear movie. Like, oh, don't talk about Disney, all right? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it it's originally it was you know created by these guys and you know when they were kids they wanted to be like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So it's very much set in that kind of vibe and that interest. Do you guys like that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not just making like, you play Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, yeah, I love Lord of the Rings. I think we wouldn't be here by now if I wouldn't have agreed to this. Yeah, I don't think we would. Have I kind of tricked you into this. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really I, tell you I much didn't about know it. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. I'm a sneaky, sneaky boy. No, it's good. It's about time. <laughs> 
to learn, I think. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. All right, so... I didn't know that's how it was, um, how it came about, actually. It's yeah. interesting to know where it originated. Yeah, it was like a game that these guys created. I can't remember the names of them, because I'm not... I don't, I don't know everything <laughs> That the big of a nerd. Oh, yeah, I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it, but yeah, it's true. But no, they yeah, they basically they developed a game where they wanted to play as wizards and they wanted to play, you know, maybe one of them wanted to play as a dwarf and that kind of thing, and yeah. then they created a system. There's loads of games out there that you can actually play. There's loads of different systems. Uh, d and is just one of the most popular. Yeah. But there's like Star Trek systems, there's Star Wars systems, mm-hmm. there's uh, Cyberpunk, there's, well, there's all sorts, isn't there? I've got someone giving me like mouthing, but I'm wearing like noise cancelling mm-hmm. headphones, so I just can't hear anything. <laughs> God, what was that? I'm just going to, yeah? Stargate. Stargate. Pirates. Yeah, yeah, basically anything. We could be pirates. You could be Pokemon. In the Caribbean. I think somebody sorted out Pokemon as well. Anyway, we're going to be focusing on D&D. Um, it's set in this fantasy universe, again, very similar to like Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. And what we're going to do today is look at a character sheet. So we're just going to go through the character sheet and I'm going to explain the very basics of the character sheet for you from start to finish uh, so that you kind of understand what everything means. And we'll start here. Um, the game is played by rolling dice to decide most things. So everything on your character sheet usually helps with rolling the dice, what dice to pick, that kind of thing. What numbers to add to the dice if you have like certain numbers that mean certain things. Things, which we'll go through. Uh, yeah, I just keeping it vague to begin with. Wow, it's just because there is too much to explain. Look, let's well, just start I, with. I, I appreciate. It. Don't, don't go too <laughs> yeah. deep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the top says something very clear. Your character name. Do we pick that right now? You, what, uh, I named uh, mine already. Do what? Yeah. Can I go shithead Greg Am with I... a broken spoon? <laughs> the broken spoon. I like that. Okay. Oh, what was Making your... it even it harder for yourself there. Um, I just called myself Thrin. 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 Cool. It's oh, a cool I name. Oh, I see. The end, end of Catherine. It's the end of Catherine. And I'll I, be Catherine. I have had that. <laughs> you be Thrin. I, in my first year Perfect. in Australia, I was Thrin the Warrior. So that's the first thing that came okay. to mind. Thrin the Warrior. Thrin the Warrior. So that's basically where All I'm right. going to start. Already, already named your character. Am I allowed to do that? You can do whatever you want, mate. There's no rules to this podcast. There's no rules. I mean, unless... There's no rules to I life. Mean, yeah. Do unless you want someone else wants to come up with something different. Well, you but... say that, but... There are laws, but... There are laws. <laughs> Do you want to pick up well, character name? No, it's your character. Surely characters. you might have thought. No, 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 no. It's about your to be fair, we should probably pick our character name once we've decided all the other bits. That, maybe that, it would be related to the bits that we want to see. That that is maybe something that's going to come up later. But anyway, okay, <laughs> I like it. I like it. So uh, the is, next, there's this little box on your character sheet next to the character name. Class uh, level. Class and level. Easy. Yeah, it basically What's means. The top? What, what, no, no, no. But you don't, you're not writing anything yet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I go with A plus. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. No, so like your levels go from one to twenty. One being the first level of like sort of power that your character has. Twenty being the maximum levels of power your character can have. So, okay. um, level one, you're kind of a bit better than the average commoner. You, there's something that makes you stand out. Something that makes you special. Hence why you've got a level. Because commoners are fucking. You know, mm-hmm. just like two hit points, you're dead. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, whereas whereas level one characters have like a little bit more pizzazz, that panache. Yeah, that Italian hand waving yeah. thing. Um, and when you get to about level five, level level one to three is really scary. You can die at any point. Um, just like a, you'll come across a monster and it'll just kill you, and there'll be okay. nothing you can do about it because you're not high enough level to save yourself. Right. Okay. So that's that's a little bit of context. So why would you ever pick? Yeah. One to three. Be- because it's a good place to start Proper to create way. character growth. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. I actually used to hate starting at level one. 
I used to be the kind of guy that was like, no, we're going to start at level three. Why so would I want to start at level one? Your class can change during the game. Yes. So you've got Surely 20 levels. Well, so... So it's like when you play FIFA, but you start with like, I don't know, Oldham Athletic, and then you build your way up to Manchester United. Yeah. Now we're speaking. So you don't change it that much. So right. essentially, you, you can pick one class, um, which would be a fighter or a wizard. So your class is sort of like your archetype. Right, yeah. And then you, you level up in that archetype, and the maximum levels you can have is 20. In one archetype. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If you want to switch archetypes or add archetypes, you could be a fighter wizard. Um, so you could be like a level five fighter with two levels of wizard, or oh, you know, cool. vice versa. If you were level seven. If you were level 10, you could be like a level two bard and a level eight sorcerer these these are different classes yeah Uh, we're not going to go through all the classes today but that's just like a little basic overview shouldn't you have your class before your level yes no Kind of. Is class and level the same thing? Of course, the no. answer is not oh. just yes and no. I'm sorry. D and D. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you, basically, what I'm, I'm you, I, we're not going to pick your classes today, but I'm, I'm explaining that's the kind of idea, and you're going to start at level one when we eventually start playing D and D. Okay. But, um, but you know, when we're playing a game, so for me, when I'm playing with other people that are like maybe a bit more experienced, we'll be like, oh, what level do we want to play? Oh, let's play a level ten campaign. So we'll all be level ten characters. I haven't played this. I haven't played druid in like forever so maybe i want to play a druid i've never played a cleric so i'll play a cleric kind of thing um so you know depending on how many campaigns you're playing you get to pick as many you know i've played all the classes um i've not played all the subclasses but i've played all the classes whilst being the same person same character no no different characters different characters different classes yeah okay it's been really fun and it goes up to 20 and it goes up to 20 so yeah back to that about one to three, you're kind of like those early, you know, like Star Wars A New Hope. Everybody's kind of just starting out, aren't they? And then by Return of the Jedi, you're probably about level five. You've beat Darth Vader, you beat the Emperor, you're doing pretty well. And then level 10 is kind of like where you get you get to like that stage where you're super famous. You've, you've kind of, you've saved the kingdom. Oh, maybe level 10 is more. So level 10 is, the, is technically the middle. Yes. But that's a good level. That's, a ri- that's when you start doing crazy stuff. So, would you ever start a campaign where you're like all level eighteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually for like, like one shot stuff or for like really high level play. It so gets that, really so, complicated. So you yeah. can the dungeon do master would then pick a campaign that sort of fits the level that you yeah, choose. Yeah, throw lots of really big monsters at you. Right. Like right. so, level ten, you're taking on sort of you're taking on sort of world ending threats. Level fifteen is where you're sort of like champions of the gods kind of thing. Oh. Like there are gods in this universe that you can, you know, help or destroy or that oh. kind of thing. Avengers is um, yeah, literally. <laughs> level fifteen is like you you're really reaching the precipice of your power and level twenty is almost palpable to gods themselves. That's like how much power you have. A lot of class levels at twenty kind of like you stop aging kind of thing. And uh, yeah. um you can like turn Super Saiyan for those Dragon Ball Z people out there. Super? Super Saiyan. Super Satan. No, no Saiyan. Have you never... Oh, sorry. You never watched Dragon Ball Z? Uh, not for a good few years. I used to love it, oh, but okay. I, was, I was quite little. No worries, no worries. So yeah, that's kind of your classes and your levels. Um, okay. We'll go into more detail about classes another day. Mm-hmm. Um, so then your background is kind of... Um, it's, it's like a, it's a way to help the player get into character. There are different backgrounds, sort of like you can be a charlatan. You know, you're sort of like... 
a liar and a cheat and a thief. A, a charlatan, okay. Yeah, or you can be an urchin from the streets, or you can be a noble. Um, these kind of give you starting equipment, things that you would naturally have from being this background. You can be a scholar, so you would have like you'd be better at certain skills, right? And you you have like a list of things that you're given um, with each background that would come with that background. So if you were somebody from a temple, a cloistered scholar. If you were like a wizard, a sage, maybe you can be like a private investigator if that's what your background is. Ooh, I just watched the finale of Ozark. Oh yeah, good. There's a good private investigator role in that. Mm. Uh, You're thinking character inspiration already. Mm, I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, play a name. That's your name. Ah, oh, as in like literally my your name. name. So if anybody picked up this character sheet, they'd be like, Ah, Thryn, played by Catherine. Okay. Oh, I guess that's why they named it that. Oh, play a name. <laughs> yeah, is actually is your clever. name. Okay. Uh, then there's the race. Uh, race means what kind of humanoid you are. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many. Uh, elves, dwarves, tieflings, bugbears, uh, goblins, uh, elephant people. Yeah, lion people, leonins, tabaxis, which are cat people. Leonins are more like lion people. Um, Arakokras, which are like eagle people. Kenkus, which are crow people. There's loads. Okay. So you can basically, it's like a pick and mix shop. Mm. Yeah, you can be undead if you want. So you could like, you could have... Be a zombie. Right. You can be a robot. So uh, you could be any of the backgrounds and in any of the races. Yeah. So you could be a, I can't, I don't know what uh, all the races. Could be, you could be a religious elephant. Great. great. Or you could be, you could be like a, a druidic robot. Well, a charlatan. Yeah. A charlatan human. <laughs> I'm so a politician. Some of the races. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the terror in your eyes. <laughs> Fair. I like the idea of just, you know, playing Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's basically Game of Thrones, isn't it? Basically, Just yeah, a noble politics. Yeah, you could be. There are there are D and D games mm. which are very heavy politics based, which you know is very cool. So that's you know there's loads of races, but again, we'll go into that another time. Alignment, yeah. maybe one of the most disputed things in all the D and D. Basically, kind of just means. What? Do you meditate? No, not all. <laughs> no, it's not like your like spiritual alignment. Like, are you are you perfectly balanced and all things? Sorry, that's me moving a chair. I think we all know what that was. <laughs> I shit myself. Uh, no, alignment basically kind of means there are. You know what? I should draw this out. Actually, give me a second. We have pen. In the meantime. In the meantime, Kath, let's just colour in the character yeah. sheet. <laughs> You see those circles oh, around successes so. and failures? Maybe yeah. we can play uh, noughts and crosses. <laughs> we, we are actually now playing noughts and crosses. Go on then. All right, okay. Um, oh, he actually is playing noughts and crosses. Oh, hang on. That's, that is weird. That is quite weird. We just we just started drawing out noughts and crosses. As a joke. As a joke. And uh, Niall is, is literally basically drawing out. drawing out the same diagram of noughts and crosses, but there's lots of other things in it. Which pertains to... Like an L and a, and a GN and a C. Yeah. That is so weird, though. It's like the Eurovision voting system. Okay, so... Um, that's. Can you both see that? Oh no! All right, can I've we been... can we stop playing knots and crosses? <laughs> I've been hot, yeah, we can. When synced. I'm about to win. Oh no! Didn't even try. Oh god! <laughs> it's all going wrong. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going okay. wrong. Excellent. Okay, okay. Back. so the grid in front of you, you can see in the middle is neutral. Uh, this kind of again alignment kind of pertains to. Um, I, I like to think it was like a good starting point for your character's um, morals. Um, neutral basically means that you're kind of on the fence. You mm-hmm. you do what you wish, um, and you have your own kind of ideals that you're you're privy to. No one else kind of can influence that. You are also someone who could help someone. You, you're basically able to toe the line of all these other alignments. 
you're someone who could who is hard to put down because you could be any of these things at any one point in time. Mm-hmm. You don't subscribe to a particular moral code other than what comes at the right time. Yeah. Just really carefully center. Some people say it's really boring. I think it's a really interesting choice is to play someone. Right. Pretty much what our political sphere doesn't have right now. Yes, the center. Bang in the middle. Yeah, bang in the middle. And then doesn't that beg, then do you have to be like, well, what is this personation? Exactly. And it's kind of like a great place for, you know, an actor, I guess, to sort of like create a backstory. Yeah. And and the backgrounds actually give you a lot of like um, suggestions for these different boxes which you know personality traits ideals and bonds and flaws but we'll talk about that later anyway alignment so above alignment is neutral good and what that means is you tend to do good things you're a neutral aligned person but you tend to do things that benefit others more neutral evil it suggests the opposite someone who will you know will occasionally do things that help others but are more likely to do things that are going to benefit themselves mm. they're kind of do you know what I mean that's how i view evil anyway yeah. i view evil as kind of like uh, the benefit of yourself at the detriment of other people mm-hmm. is how i try to define evil within D. Mm-hmm. okay and you you know you'll do that any way you want and that again pertains to the neutral good you'll do good any way you want lawful good suggests essentially that you have laws that you abide by and that there is a strict moral code for doing good, and you will do good that way. And I think that kind of pertains, again, more to your personal code. Lawful neutral, however, I think, again, this is up for debate. I'm sure there's a hundred people screaming at me, that's not what this means, but this is, this is my interpretation of it. Lawful neutral is sort of the laws of the land. Somebody who's a lawful neutral character follows a king or a regiment or, you know, some sort of political ideal system. And they believe in that. That's their system of beliefs. Even a god, I think you can be lawful neutral and believe in a god. I think lawful good allows you to be... It's like beyond that. It's beyond that. Yeah, it's beyond the laws of the land. because uh, Like a a spiritual law. Yeah, because... Like honour. Yeah. A, A lawful neutral person, the law could be, if you steal, your hand gets cut off. That doesn't sound lawful good to me. That sounds like a lawful neutral kind of character. Because a lawful good character would be like, okay, you stole, Let maybe we'll look into recompense and yeah. getting you back on your feet. Why did you steal? You know, you've, mm. you've been caught and you're going to get punished for it, but we're going to figure out the best punishment for you, not let's chop off your fucking hand so you, yeah. never, you never steal again. Sure. Lawful evil is the ability to do evil within the law. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, America, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Joking, Even joking. our own country, to be fair. Well, exactly, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> big up BJ, big, oh, yeah, big yeah, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Party, party gate, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, lawful evil is being able to do evil within the brackets of the law. So um, devils uh, coincide to this. Devils are a kind of creature within D and D that have a law system. Yeah, Could you play a devil, uh, or do they appear? They appear. They're more like creature. They're monsters. <clears throat> they're monsters okay. uh, rather than playable races at the moment. But there's there is a playable race called a tiefling, which can be descended from a devil. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, so you could be like the devil's son if you wanted to be. Um, but yeah, lawful evil kind of, you, you do evil within strict laws. Mm-hmm. So there are laws that either help you do evil or you take advantage of the laws to do evil. Yeah. Then there's chaos, which um, are a lot of people's favorite. Chaotic good. You will do good how you see fit. It could be completely against what everybody else thinks, but you will do it exactly what you think. I think um, like a really good example of this is almost like um, Extinction Rebellion. You know, um, uh, going out and protesting is quite chaotic. It's quite a chaotic mindset to be like, nah, we're just going to sit in the middle of a road and tell you that you, you know, you, you, you're killing everyone because yeah, you are. Yeah. 
it's good. It's raising awareness, but it is a bit chaotic yeah. kind of thing. Um, then you've got neutral chaotic, who I think kind of pertains again to this, like Captain Jack Sparrow. Maybe no, Captain Jack Sparrow is a bit more like a chaotic good, really. But he does bad as well. He does. So maybe he is a chaotic yeah. neutral. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So it's one of those people that thinks outside the box, doesn't necessarily follow the laws, will do illegal things, but will also do good things, kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, can't pin them down. Yeah, chaotic evil is chaos it's yeah. it's it's the joker it's the the darkest place you can go to where you are doing evil for evil's sake yeah there's no rhyme or reason to it you you, you just you're just a, a horrible bastard who's also very fun to play if you uh yeah. if you ever get to that yeah. <laughs> obviously a lot of D does like you do play more good characters mm-hmm. uh but it's just basically a scale between the radical left and it's radical quite right interesting way yeah. to put human nature into a yeah into I, a, I think it's into a knots and crosses yeah. diagram. <laughs> I said, that's so the fact that we did that is quite. I think uh, it's a really cool. Ge- I think it's a really cool way to like give you like a bit of an insight into your character. And I think one of those things that you can do is like, oh, all right, this is my character's like alignment. But if you keep finding yourself doing good things throughout the game, say you are like a neutral character, but at every turn your character just keeps making the the right choice, keeps doing the best thing for everyone. You could be like, I think I'm actually a good character. Uh, so boom, you change it to good. But then. Your character goes through something. Maybe you lose a party member. Maybe somebody dies. An NPC that you know you've you've really and loved then, dies, you and know, you start going on a war. Resentment back. starts to so you sink can change that soul. to yeah, yeah. lawfully uh, neutral evil or something. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, think that's my favorite bit so far. I so like that bit, yeah. I'm glad. Not again. Alignment is something people really hate and don't really get along with. It's one of the things that I find very interesting. Like so I'm glad it. you like well, it. Well, it's like it's almost like a um, I don't know a, a framework as to how you're going mm. to play your character, basically. I think so. So it's a way that you tell yourself how you're yeah. going to make your decisions so you don't just make any decision randomly. Yeah, because then there's an the actual so. yeah, right. story and some otherwise there's yeah. no real... D&D as a game is storytelling. Yeah. It is, it's a shared yeah. story experience. So next to that, experience yeah. points. What's my alignment? Yeah. Are you already picked what? alignment? <laughs> as in like my own alignment or no, my character's no, um, alignment? What are you thinking for your character, I think? Check right, with a broken spoon. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so you have? Are you actually filling out as you go along? I actually, well, yeah, I am. I'm I mean, I don't know. I might find out if what you... the rest is first. Okay, fine. Just because playing on the fence I, I mean, sounds like neutral to me. Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> always, always on the fence. Yeah. I like it. Maybe you should be called Shed with a broken fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. So, maybe uh, devil's advocate. Devil's I'll be, advocate. I'll be devil's yeah. advocate. You could be a tiefling. Um, there you go. So the next point on that box is experience points. Um, essentially, a way to level up is through experience points. If you kill a monster, you get experience. If you do certain things, the DM gives you experience points. Um, there's lots and lots of you know experience points to collect out there. It, I find it turns the game into a bit of a stabby killy killy game. Right. Because the more I kill, then the more experience I get and I level yeah. up faster. So uh, yay. Okay. So I tend to play a lot of games that are milestone based. The more you play, eventually you'll level up. Okay, that's the choice, is it? For me. At the start of a game. Oh, no, it's, oh, a, pers- I see. So, it's a personal choice. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to play experience, I'll play experience. But if I would recommend Milestone. Because if you had a character that's made most of their choices like, away from violence, yeah. then they'd never, never, they'd never improve. Up. Yeah, if, you, if right. your character's a pacifist and all you ever do is heal everyone, do you know what I mean? Yes. I guess. Okay. Though some, some DMs do share experience as a party, so it's like, it doesn't matter. I, I, I just think that leveling up comes better when it's a milestone because you char- you you know you as characters do something really cool and then you go hey guys here's something really cool guess what yeah you get to level up and everybody's like yeah I'm gonna level up bro <laughs> do you know what I mean it's better it's better is that how we have to react yeah. no not at all please 
Okay, so on the left hand side here. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what, we'll do this. We've already talked about the personality ideals and bonds, so let's let's continue talking about characters. With your backgrounds, uh, they give you suggested personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws. Again, this informs your character choices. Your personality traits are usually something like, my character, I, I think for one character I played, uh, my character suffered from trauma at an early age, so doesn't have a, so he has a stutter. But when in an intense situation where he knows exactly what he wants, he speaks without a stutter. Mm-hmm. That was my character trait. Um, so the, the whole, the whole, the, the, the whole time he 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 would he would talk like that. But then if somebody like <laughs> questioned him on something, he'd be like, "No, I know exactly that must have been what we're really going for." Really annoying to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Can you hurry up now?" Like, <laughs> cheers, cheers. Um, ideals is kind of like you know, um, never leave a man behind kind of thing. It's what you would you know what you're gonna die on that hill for. Yeah. Um, maybe your ideal is you know like. Nobody's ever helped me, so why would I ever help anyone? That can be an ideal as well. And they right. do pertain to alignment. Again, they, they relate to different alignments, and they usually are suggested with different alignments oh, in mind. Okay. So is there a list of personality traits to pick from there are. and ideals oh, there to are. pick from? Yeah, you exactly. Just, just, just come okay. up with them. So you can, come, you up, can come up with you them. Can, them I, think, I think all of D&D should be based off of this idea of like inspiration. Right. You've got, you know, you've got what you can do. So take this idea of what, you know, oh, this is here, but I want to do more with it. I want to do what I want to do with it kind of thing. Uh, bonds are what bring you to people kind of thing. So if you want to, like, bind yourself to a particular character within world, you can say, like, I have a mentor who died when I was really young and I tried to live my life by their rules right? kind of thing. Or you can be like, or you like know. the Northman. Yeah. Revenge my Father, yeah, somebody once killed my, my father, mother. so I've got to yeah do that. You right. can have like I have a lost love that I haven't seen for many years, and you know I want to eventually go back and marry her, kind of thing. Mm. All sorts of things. You know, it could be as romantic as dark as you know deep as you want. Sure. It can be completely you know su- mm. superfluous, whatever the word is. <laughs> superfluous. Superfluous. See, now we're all saying it wrong. Excellent. Do you do you find that like? People's almost like what is it like shadow personalities and things start to come out in the game. Oh, so do you know it's like when you're a really over you're just doing your person, own... you want to be dominated in bed. A hundred percent. Everybody <laughs> is a really nice person. Alan, Alan Everybody's Morgan first at exactly character. the right moment. <laughs> Everybody's first character is a hundred percent them. So basically, like is every that, time, it doesn't matter how hard you try. You, hey. Have we just found out something about you? Well, I don't know. Have you just I went, Kath admits to being dominated in bed no, all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that is now recorded. <laughs> no, no, I was just thinking. It was like that was the example that was coming to mind. Because, yeah. like, for example, I like I worry a lot. A lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. So in this game, I wouldn't mind being a bit of a chaotic, neutral person. Oh, right. Someone who's a little bit where more that, free. It just, like, You're where escaping in your own I think reality. I think, so yeah. Much, I just please myself. There are, there are people who... <laughs> there are, I think every character kind of comes back to you as a person unconsciously. You, yeah. you end up making... Especially when you first start playing, you end up making choices where you're like... What would but, I do? Yeah, what would I do rather than what would my character do? Because because you mm. you know this is the first time you've played, you're still trying to get your head around the game, yeah. so you you fall back onto the personality mm. you play most, which is yourself. Mm. But um, as an actor, I think I think as an actor, you could definitely use this as the potential to be something completely different. Yeah. So because and like used yeah, to going into the another character and being someone else and making different yeah. choices. But you know, again, I guess as an actor, you can see yourself within every character. So yeah. I guess I guess the lines between characters and yeah. players do 
toe and do cross and and change and i've certainly created characters that are definitely not like me and i've certainly created characters like my very first character as much as i'd like to say wasn't like me was very reflective of me at the time and then i find that the character ideas i have are always reflective of me at the time because i'm inspired by what's going on in my life i'll find a moment where i'm like you know i'll be getting really into like nature and i'll be like looking at like how to plant things and how to water them mm. and then before i know it i'm like what if i drew it yeah i was gonna say yeah <laughs> for, for some for some reason i want to play like this nature hippie druid that <laughs> smokes weed all the time or something. i don't know yeah it's got nothing to do with my habits um interesting but yeah interesting, so there's, there's that flaws I think is the best part of D&D is having a character flaw. Yeah. Just anything. I'm a kleptomaniac. Every time you walk into a room, you just steal something. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or like, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm very, very, like, what's the, naive. I believe anything at face value. Anything like that. Just a character flaw where something can be taken advantage of or you have a disadvantage in life. And I think that's a really, that's, that makes some of the most interesting characters out there. A lot of these come through your stats anyway, but some, some people like pick a really good character flaw and boom, it just that's adds. it. So that, that, w- that guy who had the stutter, his character flaw was that, um, he, he believed that he could, um, find power or co- like there would be no consequence to him for power. So that was his character flaw. At any point in time, he would be like, "No, no, no, power at all costs." That, but that there would be no problem. There's no backlash to it. Okay. His flaw was self-improvement. He believed that nothing mattered more than him acquiring more power and more sovereignty. Wait, is that self-improvement or greed? It's greed. Yeah, but it's it comes across as self-improvement. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. At at the cost of everyone Ah, else. Okay. His flaw was at the cost of everyone else. He would do anything to. I must be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was push the boundaries of magic. I think that was his flaw. I will do anything to push the boundaries of magic. So if you said to him, like, doing this doing this would destroy half the world, he'd be like, yeah, but it's never been done before. Oh, do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, his thought process would be like, but we need to try it. We need to see if it'll work. Yeah, but no, I'm telling you, it will work, but we'll destroy half the world. Yeah, but will it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. His curiosity <laughs> is more... His curiosity to push the boundaries of magic was more than his morals. Good sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was his flaw. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, and again, cool. suggested in the character. And again, background. there's a list of them to start from. There's lists and lists and lists. For every background, there's a different list, which is really cool. Right. I know, I know. So let's go to the left side of this character sheet. You can see strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Basically, at the start of the game, you roll dice and um, you get you get numbers to put into this. Zero to 20 is usually the scores. You can't get zero uh, straight off the bat, because it's impossible to roll zeros on dice. Yeah, are these normal dice? Uh, so these are six-sided dice okay. you use for this. Yeah. Um, and basically, zero to ten are minus numbers. Ten to twenty are plus numbers. So depending on your score, um, will the and which stat you allocate it to will change whether or not you're good at that or bad at that. So if you've got a score of fourteen for your strength, you have a plus two in your strength, which means you're like better at, you know you're a strong character mm. but if you had like an eight you'd have a minus two so you'd be a weak character okay kind of thing but 14 is plus plus two wait i i am lost, I'm I, lost. I, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it don't worry yeah. about it no, no no we're not gonna do it yet we're not gonna do it yet um so <laughs> you, roll, you roll all the dice you you roll for each so one how you do it is you roll There's four, four dice. yeah but oh, that yeah you roll, but it's not it's not doing it yet because we're not. It, it kind of comes into your classes, yeah, and and depends on what kind of character you want to play. Really affects your stats. So before we roll stats, we kind of I want you to have more of an understanding of what kind of character you want to play, right? 
Uh, because if you roll your stats now and then you, you know, say you roll your stats and you're incredibly stupid, you'd be like, oh, but I really want to play a wizard. And I'd be like, hmm, it's going to be hard because you're incredibly stupid. No. Kind of thing. That's what happened in the D&D game I played a long time ago. Right. And then yeah. we just have we to... Re- stu- yeah, We had a stupid wizard. We just have to move your stats around <laughs> or something. And, and, and it didn't go very It doesn't. Well. It doesn't because they can't we hit anything and everybody... just yeah, yeah. and it would go wrong. Shit, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, there was, like, smoke and we couldn't see his yeah. fight. there you go. And then he, like, you know, would do something else and we all disappeared and then we didn't quite get the yeah. stone that we were looking for. I, don't, I can't remember what's happening, but... <laughs> That's what, so that's what happened. For all of this so strength, pretty self-explanatory. It's climbing. It's it's you know um, sprinting. I guess in a way, yeah, athleticism. It's lifting things. It's also uh, physical weapons. So like using something like an axe, a battle axe or a great sword. Um, to wear certain armors, you need to have a certain strength mm. kind of thing. So the stronger you are, the, oh, okay. it opens up those melee ranges areas. Yeah, um, and helps you with your attacking. Dexterity is another form of attacking. It's kind of accuracy and finesse. Um, so again, it's a physical thing, but it's more like an acrobatic, a sleight of hand, you know, being able to steal things without anybody noticing, that kind of thing. Being able to flip and, and catch yourself and just general dexterity, movements, yeah. ag- agility is used for ranged weapons. So again, accuracy, that kind of ability to know where you're going to throw something okay. and hit it. It's not the same as throwing because it's it's usually bows and crossbows that use that use dex. Um, you can also have certain weapons that use dex like knives. Knives are sort of slashing tools and piercing tools. Yeah tools so you can kind of it's like that whipping sensation rather than that i'm gonna shove this so hard into you with my strength it's like no i'm it's called a finesse weapon for a reason right because cool. it's a you know it's a skill yeah constitution something that's not really used that much it's your hardiness it also dictates your health points so if you have a minus constitution which is never good you'll you'll have less health <laughs> than you should have. (laughs) Than required. Yeah, basically, the more pluses you have to your constitution, the more health you have. So if you have a plus five to constitution, you have a plus five to your hit points. It's really good. Every level you get plus five. Um, So constitution is a really good score to have. That's what constitution meant. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, your ability to push off sickness is constitution. It's your physical well-being. It's obviously hardiness. Ah, okay. I would have thought that's quite important to your character. I, I, I think so it is. If you roll for constitution and it goes badly, then you're like, oh, fuck. That's easy. Yeah. You can't really do much. Well, the way the way we'll do it is we'll roll all the stats. We'll roll six numbers and then you'll just cherry pick which ones you want where. Okay. So you'll get to pick. Oh. You know. oh See, like, these so are my it's, numbers. Yeah. Let me distribute them. It's a die per category. It's, no, it's four. So what we do is four die and then we take away the lowest number and we add up the rest of the numbers. So here you've got a six, a four, a five, and a two. Yeah. We would take away the two and you would have 15. And then that would be your level. And no, no, that would be either Sorry, score your, for your strength your score decks. For your... Yeah. So you have to split fifteen between. No, these. no, fifteen goes in one of them. Oh, right. And so you'd have a... six numbers to choose from. So fifteen, maybe you got eleven in one, maybe you got nine in the other, maybe you got eighteen, maybe you rolled sixes. So uh, that's a good score because it's up to twenty. Well, you can, you, you know, it's three times six, so eighteen is the highest you'll get. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so you effectively roll for each. So that would have been a really bad roll, because look. One, 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 two. Yeah, so you'd take away one, one, and you'd had four. Your score would have been four for something. For Anything. Which you'd... is like minus six. Oh, God, it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Four's minus six. No, I, th- I think it's. Yeah. I think nine is minus one, eight is minus one, seven is minus two, six is minus two, five and four would be minus three. Okay. So, so you there's a put, scoring system. Yeah, put it in as minus six. So you'd put you'd put four, yeah. and then above that you'd put because it it's got the space for you to write your score, and then it's got a little space there to write your modifier. So each score gives you a modifier. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So intelligence is um, pretty self-explanatory. Book yeah. learning, your ability to recall information, essentially. Okay. Your ability to absorb information and deduct from information. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's common sense? No. Well, no, Because no. that's wisdom. Ah. I think wisdom... So intelligence is book. I really like yeah. that little summary of intelligence. There. Thank you. It's probably quite helpful. In you do need it, Kath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Firebolts fired. Um, so, I didn't mind. That tickled me. That was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not offended yet. Um, so wisdom, I think, comes more to actually common sense. Wisdom is, funnily enough, survival. So your ability to survive actually comes down to your wisdom, not your intelligence, which I think is an interesting concept. Oh, definitely, yeah. Right? I also think wisdom really comes to willpower. Because a lot of actually the checks in your wisdom stuff for D&D uh, are like um, pushing off mind-altering effects. If a creature tries to like, or even a caster tries to like command you to do something magically, it's your wisdom that you use to say no, not your intelligence. So I, th- I think that really kind of gives mm. over to this idea that you have willpower. A lot of the characters that actually use wisdom as their spellcasting um, are clerics who are divine people. So, you know, come from, their powers come from gods. Um, they're druids who come from nature and the nature of things. Yeah. And um, I think rangers who again sort of toe the line between druid and warrior. And these are the people who I think have the strongest willpower out there. I think I think people don't really... Self-control. Yeah, it's yeah. a self-control thing and a, you know a, a, a person of god has to have a certain amount of self-control because they've given over their wants for something else mm-hmm. they literally follow something else's life plan rather than making it up on their own yeah oh, and i think that does take a lot of self-control because yeah. you've got to fight desires that you want and that you yeah. have anyway yeah. that's that's my Love that. position I'm loving this game already, to be honest. Uh, it's mm. also really good for perception so being able to look for things is your wisdom yeah which you can your instinct yeah yeah Yeah, it's very very much your instinct your intuition that's the word i was looking for yeah pretty much and then charisma charisma is one of those things that are very hard charm your way through the game right exactly a lot of people think oh charisma is about being beautiful no 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 no. ugly people can be very charming (laughs) (laughs) i was looking through all the traits the skills sorry rather yeah I was like, oh, I love that one, that one, that one, blah, blah. And then I was like, what are these fucking letters next to it? And then all of mine were like charisma. Oh, you picked all so the charisma. Maybe, maybe a charisma-based like, character. Well, you know what you were saying before about how it's a reflection of what you don't have, Kath? <laughs> I would, no, I would actually say that my my kind of idea was that's it. Was it? No, no, because I Kath, no, you you are very charming. So I actually think my my point about the first character you always create no, actually no. comes well, close to who you are. are. The point is, Kath has got no charisma. She's, yeah, yeah it's terrible. You're ruining it. <laughs> but. Um, you know, your ability to deceive someone, your ability to persuade someone. It's kind of like your ability to charm your way through situations. A George Clooney vibe. Very mm. George Clooney. Right. Come, just come in and charm everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get what you want. Um, way. Don't even need strength. It's also, you know, being able to... Is it also seduction? Up. Yeah. 
That's oh, a persuasion check, I would say. And have a sexy elf. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that would be a persuasion role. If you want to try and seduce someone, you're trying to persuade someone that maybe, you know... Because could you sort of internet, work maybe. your way through the game with those kind of traits? Like, what, shagging your way through the game? Not shagging, <laughs> not shagging, charming. Making love. <laughs> that was also another character that was in the, the D&D game. He was, he, he, his flaw was that he was obsessed with sex. Really? So, oh, no. In every single oh, moment. Oh, no, what a flaw. <laughs> My flaw is that I'm constantly having sex. (laughs) (laughs) But we couldn't really progress the game because every other turn he was sort of flirting with someone or, you know, trying to. Well, I'm just wondering if you could, like, you know, in that I didn't mean um, make your way through the game like that. Just like, could you get people to do things for you? I think so. The way that I, the way that I do, um, the way that I sort of rule the game is that there there are skill checks, and a, a ten is quite easy to beat. A five is very easy to beat because you roll a d twenty, so yeah. your chances of rolling above a five on a d twenty is quite high. Your ten is, you know, it's about a medium chance, but you usually got modifiers that go alongside all of these, so it makes it, you know, the higher your modifier is, the better chance you'll have at getting a higher number. Fifteen is a bit of a challenge. Twenty is a challenge, especially yeah. if you got no modifiers, kind of thing. Um, twenty five is really hard 30 is nigh on impossible however i've rolled a 30 before through having just incredibly high skill checks what, like six times five um, wait you, so you can have you've rolled so 30 as the player or the yeah as, as like a player you can build your characters so that you have like extremely good stats and extremely good skills there's a feat called reliable talent for a rogue where you can't roll below a 10 ever on certain talents so if you're ever trying to pick a lock and your reliable talent is lock picking. Doesn't matter what you roll. If you if your plus if your plus is eleven, you're gonna roll a twenty one <laughs> every time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you roll a twenty, you've got thirty one. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible. So I I, I lay down. No, it's all right. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that you can totally persuade your way through the game. You can yeah. at least try, and it's up to the chances of whether or not you do it. However, I I do a rule where if there's something that I that are you know that just can't happen. Say say you go up to this character and you're like, I wanna I wanna seduce this character, but I've decided that this character doesn't wanna be with you there's n- there's nothing that you could say to change this character's not mind mm-hmm. i'll you know you can say now can i roll for it and i'll just be like no right <laughs> because you're gonna fail okay. i've decided this character doesn't like you so there's nothing you can do to change yeah. that kind of thing as the dm yeah and okay. i think it, it works it works better for like imagine the king of a nation and then you walk in and you go hey king can i can i uh can i get all your money yeah i rolled a i rolled a natural 20 now that yeah. and with my you know with my skill check that makes it a 35 but yeah yeah i guess you can have all those money <laughs> Yeah, they, you know it takes no. away all realistic yeah. aspects of the game. Yeah, you know the king. You know I want all your money, king. No, I'm the <laughs> king. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's cool. you know that. Right, I see. Sweet. So you get that? Yes. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, sir. Um, Charisma. Yeah. The next. Yes, the next. <laughs> <laughs> the next bit here is inspiration. Inspiration is something that DMs hand out to players. It's basically like oh, it's there. Okay, it's at the top of the sheet, just next to strength. There's a lot of boxes now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We've been doing this for like an hour. <laughs> so inspiration right, yeah. is something that uh, DMs hand out as way to ways to reward players. Okay. Um, it can be used to re-roll bad rolls. If you roll really badly, I want to use my inspiration. I re-roll. Take the higher roll. It's a good way okay. to do it. Um, it's usually used for doing something cool to give players like a bit of a reward system. I have uh, cards that I use that I give out when I feel like a player's done well and the card will say something like, you know, add a D6 to your attack roll. So if you just miss, then you add a D6 and you hit. It's great. 
I know I'm saying okay. my, I'm just yeah. saying things <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you'll get it later yeah. proficiency bonus as you level up you get more proficient at things your proficiency bonus um, is basically like the things that you're good at if you're good at fighting with a sword you're proficient with it so you'll have extra numbers to add oh, to your role great yeah and that increases as your level gets higher I think you're proficient so it's like you're extra good at so that thing yeah mm-hmm. so you, you could you can do anything but you might not be good at it yeah. but if you're good at it if you're proficient at it you have a better chance of doing it well Okay, cool. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. And, and, you're, and you're only and does that start at zero? And you uh, it starts at two, I believe. That's a two. Yes. So it, for everyone. Yeah. For every player well, character. What we yeah. can do is we can put two in that box then. Okay, let's do that. Boom. I know <laughs> what it is now. Watch me be wrong. There's someone Style. screaming at me. It's yeah, actually it's one, Nile. <laughs> it really starts with a proficiency modifier of one, but I'm well, pretty sure it's two. Special, we I'm pretty sure it's two. This is me being a bad DM. So... so Underneath proficiency bonus is a little box that says saving throws. Essentially, these are when you need to like react against something. Um, you'll, you know, different spells, different things. So, like, if a if if you have to, like, a door like falls down upon you and you have to catch it, that'd be a strength saving throw. If you had to get out of the way, that'd be a dexterity saving throw. If you were poisoned, that'd be a constitution saving throw. If um, a spell was affecting your mind, like your ability to cast spells, that might be a, a an intelligence saving throw. If it was trying to take over your personality and control you, that'd be a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I like it. And I think charisma saving throws are kind of used for. Um, Having someone against Yeah, yeah, being intimidated, that kind of thing. But and, and, um, and they are and those saving throws are related to the scores. boxes next to it. Yes. So your yeah. strength saving throw I would could be have asked that question in such a bad way. <laughs> your strength modifier. And if you were proficient in your saving throw, it'd be your modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Does that so make that, sense? So you don't choose them, they're basically based off They're based off your class. Of your class and, yeah. and your your levels in the in the boxes. I think you get you get saving throws <laughs> you you're proficient with certain saving throws depending on your class. So below that is skills. And you can see that each skill has No, so so that's your saving throw. So that's connected. It's alright. So your skills below are essentially what they say on the tin. Yeah. They're how good you are at certain oh, things. Okay. And obviously your different stats affect how good you are with each one. So acrobatics being acrobatic, hence dex, dexterity. Animal handling, you know, your ability to, you know... Communicate them. Thank you. Uh, arcana is your innate knowledge of magic. Love is that, that a real word? Is that That's is that a D&D word. Yeah. D&D word. I mean, all words are made up. That's true. So you can find that in the <laughs> yeah. dictionary. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Check the dictionary. It comes from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It really, it really does mess with your brain if you, you go abroad and everyone's just talking another language. You realise it's all just noise. It's all just yeah. made up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody pointed at something and went, ah, bull. <laughs> yeah, 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 just one time. Apple. Yeah, exactly. And then we won't call went, that apple. Oh, yeah. Okay, apple. Sounds good. Okay. And then, agreed. Know. Everyone agreed. Okay, yeah. apple it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was vivid. Thanks, guys. Uh, athletics, again, strength, you know, just that swimming, that kind of thing. Deception, charisma, Ooh, um, history, your ability to recall history, intelligence, insight, wisdom, your ability to read people is sort of wisdom, which I think is interesting as well. The wise, that's why I think it, it comes with willpower and being wise. Mm. If you're a wise person, you can usually, you're aware of things. It's like awareness as well as your ability to influence your surroundings. Or, or I guess actually it'd be the opposite. I guess, I guess wisdom, wisdom would say awareness of your surroundings and your ability to not be influenced by them, mm. and then charisma would be your ability to influence your mm. surroundings. I think it works outward as well, though. I think if you've got wisdom, the same that you can apply to yourself, so yeah. you can... I guess that's willpower, isn't it? That's how you cast magic, is through your willpower. 
for certain classes. Mm. Anyway, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I don't we'll get know there. how you cast magic. Yet, exactly. so. uh, intimidation. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Be intimidating that's, through that's charisma. How, that's how I got here now. Did you? Yeah. Put me in the podcast. <laughs> Where is she? No, no, I meant you intimidate me. Oh, right. That's, okay. that's, what, that's the joke I was going for. Oh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> get in my podcast. <laughs> get in, get in my podcast. Uh, investigation, intelligence, because it's kind of like Sherlock Holmesy kind of things. Ah, yes, we can see the footprints further this way. And blah, 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 blah. Um, medicine, which is wisdom, interestingly. Again, if you want to be good at wisdom, I mean, if you want to be good at medicine, it's a wisdom thing, I guess. Because you have to do Instincts. a lot of listening. Really, I would have so. thought that was intelligence. Like a, you know, like a doctor. Yeah, yeah but I, really I guess... They're often not wise, I'll tell you that. I guess, yeah. I guess that's... They the, can yeah. be very intelligent. I guess that's the idea of, like, the actual couple... application of medicine. Yeah. You have to be quite wise and your instincts have to kick in. Yeah, you have to be intuitive. Well, I suppose that's true. Then you've got um, nature, which is your understanding of nature. Again, intelligence, that's kind of a recall thing. Uh, perception. So is what, your... But then that's interesting because then you... Nature and medicine. But what do you mean? Yeah, by so it's so like, oh, nature. You understand the basics of medicine. You understand how the you know natural salves could be used, but um, how to actually use it comes through so your nature instinct. is like the okay. natural laws of the world. Yeah, and and like what plants that? Oh, that's a oh okay okay yeah. a rose. And, and so it, it does that. intrinsically link to medicine at times. Yeah, okay, I get you. Um, like a dock leaf for a nap. So, like, thing. so I guess, I guess one of those things that you could be like, oh, um, you could be like, all oh, right, so you know, you can see someone suffering from this poison. All right, roll a medicine check. Oh, because I know loads of things about nature. Could I see if it's a natural poison? Yeah, okay, roll a nature check. Okay. And at that point, I know we're jumping ahead here. Do you know what the plant is? Or do you then, you as the dungeon master, make that shit up, depending uh, yeah. on the role? I think I think it depends on how you got poisoned, whether or not I planned it, and uh, right, okay. where so are at the time. Varying mm. yeah. variables. Sometimes I make shit up, sometimes I've planned so far ahead... It's 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 you know, borderline <laughs> borderline control freak. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've played games where I've convinced people that they've made decisions and been like, <laughs> my little puppet stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perception, perceiving things, listening, seeing, wisdom. Performance is charisma, being able to form, persuade. His performance is quite vague. Yeah, and I think that's quite nice. Um, performance you, of everything. Yeah, Just general performance. I, like I think. How you show up. Yeah, all these skills can be used in very. <laughs> no, no. Literally. I love the idea of like, did you know what? Like, um, I don't know. Like no, but a, if you want to, if you want to, amazingly turn... skilled yeah. elf whose performance is shit. <laughs> so <laughs> the elf arrives, is like, I'm here, and then it's kind, of, it's kind of one of those things that, like, it actually, I think it varies on what you're doing. So if you were like a blacksmith, you could, you know, I guess you could say that your performance was your charisma, but. You know, I guess it'd also be an athletics. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, isn't it? It'd be a strength check because you've got to physically do something or an intelligence check. But, you know, your charisma can be used for a lot of different things. Mm. Charisma can be used for jobs. It can be used for actual performing, playing instruments. But like you sh- like you said, show up. Yeah, show um, up. If you so wanted when, to, when if you that... wanted all eyes on me when you turned into a room, roll a performance check, see if you can center of you know, yeah, be the center of attention. Kind of so thing. that when does that come up in a story, if you can think of an example? Uh, maybe one of you needs to be the distraction during a heist. Um, you're the face, <laughs> you're right. the brains, you're the brawn kind of thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. Any any way you want to use one of these skills usually applies. Yeah. Or we'll figure it out together. Yeah, no, it's starting to um, take yeah. make sense. Um, persuasion, <laughs> being able to persuade people. Uh, religion, that's just religious knowledge, hence why it's an intelligence check. So are there reli- reli- 
Yeah. Are there religions in the game that yeah. already exist? Yeah, there's. Or can you look, make up your there's own? There's so many gods. I, I I like to I like to allow players to be like, oh, I want to, you know, I've got this idea. Well, if we can't find a a specific god or a specific, you know religion to follow then we'll make one up i i had a i had a character idea for a sorcerer that um could see the matrix like he could see that he was in a game like he i was playing a character that was aware that he was in a ttrpg and i just thought that was hilarious that's very but the uh, way that yeah indian philosophy well, yeah, in a way, yeah, I guess. I guess that kind of like that Shurash Underswana Sadaswati <laughs> kind of like Honda kind Civic of. things. But um, this idea that he was in a game and that he knew that everything was kind of like pointless but still loved it. I hope you were playing as Jim Carrey. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the Truman Show was coming to my mind there. Yeah. Oh, just Jim Carrey in general, Carrey. who's, you know, oh. going around telling everybody nothing's real. Yes. So for you listeners out there, we had a... Alan, Alan was just telling us... Um, Alan, our sponsor here at The Secret Layer, come check us out in Harrogate if you are, um, was telling us about... Uh, he played a game where somebody played Brian the Accountant and his weapon was a Nokia 3310. I mean, so you can do anything in D&D. That is... I almost don't want to put that on the recording. That is just a genius TV yeah. show. <laughs> somebody oh, who yeah. thinks they've gone laughing but is actually in yeah. a fantastical they're, D&D they're, world. That's hilarious. I love that. So sleight of hand, your ability to sort of steal things, do do tricks, that kinds of stuff. Stealth, pretty self-explanatory. How many hands are you allowed in the game? As many hands as you've got. Some some monks have up to six. Okay, so you could, you could be slacking. Yeah, you can. So there's a monk class called the Astral Self, where you project your spirit and you have multiple arms. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> wow. So you can nick seven wallets at once. <laughs> With a lot of dexterity. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those. It's a cool thing. Uh, survival, wow. your ability to survive. You know, forage, um, find tracks. It's all sorts, really. I yeah. think I think survival can be used instead of investigation sometimes if you're like specifically trying to like hunt someone. I think. Okay. So that's your skills. Great. Uh, you can see here it says passive wisdom perception. Um, that basically is like a, a score that happens whilst you're not trying to do something. So your your perception check is if you're looking for something. Your passive perception is when you're not looking. How aware of your surroundings are you? Um, certain classes can allow you to have um, very, very high perceptions. So something trying to sneak up on you won't be able to. Because, you know, I've got a passive perception for some characters that are 24. So it's very hard to sneak up on that character. It's very hard to do anything around that character because they're just aware. They're like, oh, uh, at the corner of their eye, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, kind good, of thing. Good peripheral vision. Yeah. Um, right. And that's a mechanic with it that's used within D&D is if you're hiding, then you've got to be a, something's passive perception. Because if it's not looking for you, how does it know you're there? Okay. If it is looking for you, it's going to roll a perception check. It's going to be like, oh, I know, you know, something's there. Probably uh, just the wind. <laughs> and so <laughs> how do you decide that number? Right, I think it's 10 plus your... Uh, perception right okay. oh sorry uh yeah yeah 10 plus your perception so if your perception was you know plus two it'd be 12, 12. which isn't very good okay. very easy to be uh you have a passive investigation you have a passive basically like a lot of these you know you have passive versions of kind of idea your passive insight kind of thing it, it's more of a dm choice that than anything but i guess it's just good to be aware of that as a player okay so in the middle we have some more boxes uh, at the top, it says armor class in a little shield. That number, depending on how much armor you're wearing, depending on your skills, um, and depending on your dexterity, changes how hard it is to hit you. Most of this game is played through a d20. We'll roll a d20, and if I roll your armor class, I've hit you. It works oh. the same way around. Okay. 
Yeah, when you make an attack, if you hit, if you roll a high enough number to hit the monster's armor class, you hit the monster, and then we'll roll separate damage to ro okay. roll separate dice to roll damage. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Dexterity. If you're not wearing any armor, it's ten plus your dexterity. So if you've got a really shit dexterity, like a minus three, your armor class oh. is seven. <laughs> okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So. It can be, you know, that's why you need armor because you can wear heavy armor. Say you're really strong, you can wear heavy armor. Your AC is 18 because you're wearing armor. Mm -hmm. Put a shield on that bad boy, your AC is 20. Boom, hard okay. to hit. Okay. Not very dexterous. But not dexterous. But you're yeah. not easy to hit because you've got so much fucking armor on. Okay. Next to that is initiative, which is also dexterity based. Initiative is used just before combat to show who goes first in a round because um, it's all round based combat. We all sort of act at the same time but obviously some people would act faster than others. And then you take your whole turn, then somebody takes their whole turn, and this whole round takes place in 60 seconds. Okay. Six seconds, sorry. Um, everybody's moving at the same time, it's six seconds. I'll explain more at a later date when yeah. we go into combat. Speed, how fast you can move during six seconds. Um, some creatures have natural, like naturally faster, some creatures are naturally slower. A lot of creatures like goblins and halflings. I think even dwarfs have a reduced speed because they're smaller creatures, so they can't run as fast. They can only run 25 foot, whereas some creatures, like a tabaxi, uh, can run, I think, 35 feet? Uh, it might even be more. In, and if you're a monk, you can seconds. run faster in six seconds. Yeah, some monks can run extremely fast, and then you can use actions to sprint well, and that, dash. They'll probably have seven legs, the monks, won't they? Well, so yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> running really fast. Yeah, depending I on the, what yeah, you're yeah. saying, yeah. yeah. No, no, they just, they're, like, they're trained to move faster. So like it's kind of like uh, Naruto or, or again Dragon Ball Z where they just move at unbelievable speeds because okay. they're martial artists so they can they can move really fast and one of their one of their fucking um, class features is that they can run on water. Oh, After really? a while, they can just start running at walls. It's great. Oh. You, you don't need to climb anything. You just start running at walls. This is all making me think of Seven Deadly Sins. Oh yeah, the anime. Yeah. Very similar, this I imagine. This is all making me think. I haven't of seen that. that. Oh, I really like it. But I like the idea yeah. of a monk running up a wall. Mm. So yeah, and th and then they don't take fall damage after a while as well. Take what damage? Fall damage. So if you fall, you take damage. Oh, literally fall over. No, like well, yeah, but if you like fell off a cliff, oh, you take they damage. Just run back up the cliff. No, they they just glide <laughs> at a certain at a certain level level. They just glide. They've learned to like just master the airwaves. Yeah. yeah. Fuck gravity. <laughs> it's a spell as well, so wizards can cast featherfall. Anyway, cool. hit points. You have hit points. That determines how close Your to lives, death you are. Yes. Basically. Uh, you can heal hit points. You can lose hit points. But you have a maximum. You can see hit point maximum. And then you have current hit points because obviously when you take hits, your hit point maximum goes down. Okay. And if you reach zero, then you go unconscious. Temporary hit points are like, sorry. can be magical or maybe somebody gives you like a special equipment that gives you temporary <laughs> hit points. But as soon as you're out of those temporary hit points, the equipment's destroyed kind of thing. Okay. Right. And it's a, maybe it's a spell that gives you like so, a shield of five temporary hit points, but once you pass those five temporary hit points, you lose the shield. So, oh, if I could be anything, could be anything. This might be a too far ahead question. Yeah, but if you've got say five temporary hit points mm -hmm. and then you get hit, that comes off your temporary hit points. Yes, and then when the temporary hit points go, it goes through your it, regular hit points. No, so if uh, so, so say it's a magic thing and you get five temporary hit points on top of your current hit points but then you get hit four do your temporary hit points go to one yes and then when they go it just, the one goes you don't get the temporary hit points don't come back because right. the temporary so you've got 12 and hp it doesn't come off your current hit points after that no let's say you've got 12 hp right you take and then you got five temporary hit points that's a total of 17 hit points 
five of which are temporary. You take four hit points from one hit. You're on one temporary hit point and still 12 HP. That's 13 hit points. Right. Then you take seven points of damage. Instead of taking seven from 12, it's seven from 13. You're down to six. Right. Then you get healed back up to full, which is only 12, because the temporary hit points were temporary. Gotcha. My brain's reached a point where Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Numbers. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. So hit dice, basically as you level up, you get more hit dice. They can be used to restore hit points during rests. So say you're fighting and you take an hour rest, you can like roll a hit die and you regain hit points. Okay. You can also regain hit points through magic or uh, magical potions. So resting, magic, or, you know, drugs. Cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, shit. You know, just like life. That's how you get life back in life. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so next you to could that, just go to sleep for a bit. Yeah, you can, for an hour. You get all your hit points right. after um, like after a long rest. So once you've rested for eight hours, which is sleeping, you get all your hit points back, and you get all you know anything else that you might gain on a long rest. And if I wish I got all mine back after just one sleep, it's because you don't get eight hours, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I do, yeah. No, nah, that's the that's now. the beauty of the game, isn't it? I yeah, guess. yeah. So <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. It's what fantasy. If, what if you sleep but the rest of the group doesn't? Um, then they wouldn't gain the hit points back. But would they go on without you for an hour? If they wanted to. <laughs> it can be a choice, yeah. If you, you as a character is like, oh, guys, I'm going to take an eight-hour rest, and everybody's like, dude, we've, we've got shit to do. And you'd be like, no, 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 no. And they're like, all right, we leave. So you'd be like, okay, I go to bed. And then we'll have to figure out how you meet up later. <laughs> that's, that's my job as a DM, yeah. to sort out your shit. <laughs> ah, okay. Next okay. to that, you can see it says cool. death saves. Now, remember that horrible word I said earlier, unconscious, when you reach zero hit points. You turn into these death saves, which okay. are just a straight D20. You need a 10 or above to pass. Anything below that is a failure. If you roll a natural one, which is just a one on the dice, the lowest number, you get two failures. If you roll a natural 20, you come back to life with one hit point. That's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. If you get three successes, you stabilize, you're still unconscious, and you still have zero hit points, but you're stable. Oh. You're not, you're not conscious again. But you, you're like, you know, you're not bleeding out anymore. Okay. Your body's kind of like not panicking and not dying anymore. If you continue to roll badly and you roll three death saving throw failures, that's it. You're dead. So how do you get back to life after the three successes? Mm. Oh, somebody just wakes you up. Oh. oh, you have a rest. If you, you know what I mean? Like you're unconscious. So you're probably going to sleep for an hour. I'd probably be like, do you want to spend a hit die or do you want to just take eight hours? You'd be like, oh, I'll take eight hours. And then, you know, you're back to full hit points. Because you just sleep. Yeah. Had a good nap. <laughs> power of a nap is very powerful so yeah um but yeah once once you hit through failures let's say you're dead your character's dead so is it hard to die in no. dungeons and dragons no no it's not no not not unless even you've... though you can just go to sleep for a bit and then get your hit points back. i think i think it, it's set the game's set up for players the game's set so that you as players get to be heroes but um you can put yourself in a situation where it's very fucking easy to die which would be like any other situation. If you jumped into a volcano, how the fuck am I as a DM meant to say you survived that? Like, like no, you jumped into a fucking volcano. You, you're dead, you dick. Or if you run into a gelatinous cube, that is a good example of how to die. A, a what cube? A gelatinous cube. It's a cube that once you go inside of it, it starts fucking eating you alive because it's corrosive acid. Oh. It's made out of acid. Why? Right. Okay. So there is especially at lower levels and if you're fighting creatures that have extremely high attack um, and can cast spells with high damage essentially if you take so much damage 
that it doubles your health. So if you had 12 health, if I dealt something that did 24 damage or more, I insta-kill you. Instant kill. Okay. So uh, you can see why at lower levels, it's really easy to die. Whereas as soon as you hit level 5, you've got about like, I don't know, 30 hit points. So you need to take like 60 damage plus to die. Oh. Maths. You can see it whirring. No, it's just, you know... They've they've tired you up. Let's yeah. get on to let's get on to attacking then. So the next the next um, Kath is falling asleep. The next box says attacking and spell casting. This is basically where you just write what weapons you have and what basic attacks you can do that are just sort of like a quick reference to seeing you know the name of the thing that you do, whether it's a sword <laughs> or an axe. Uh, your attack bonus, which is your plus to your roll. Your damage is you know usually a. a dice number so it's, it could be anywhere between like a d4 and a d10 or a d12 damage below there is equipment and gold and so you can see here it says um cp sp ep gp pp they basically stand for the different uh, kinds of coins you can get copper pieces silver pieces electrum pieces gold pieces and platinum pieces and they all constitute the different values of monetary things monetary then values. yeah monetary values <laughs> And then your equipment is basically your equipment, the things that you have. Maybe you have some rope, your Nokia, yeah, 36010. Maybe you have a a lantern or, you know, a book. You know, it could be anything. It could be anything. (laughs) A book. A book. Uh, On the left-hand side, it says other proficiencies. novel. (laughs) (laughs) On the the left-hand side, it says other proficiencies and languages. So it's just a list of languages you speak and things that you're also good at. Thieves tools, uh, riding vehicles, land vehicles or sea vehicles are different kind of tools. Uh, Mm -hmm. Musical instruments are tool proficiencies as well. Can they be used in some way? Yes. Like to like charm. Yeah. If you were like, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna seduce someone with my um, loot. I want to like play this like sensual. Why are we getting into this like seducing thing all the time? Yeah, no, I didn't take it though. I I did, I did. So I want to seduce someone with my loot playing. Uh, Roll a performance check. I'm proficient with it. Great. So you're probably better at it. If you're like, I've never played the drums before. Okay. I want to play a sexy tune on the drums, but I'm not proficient and I'm not charismatic. Okay, roll. I rolled a natural 20. Well, you still did it. Well done. (laughs) Kind of thing. It's one of those. Okay, okay, cool. Features and traits. These come more with your classes. And at certain levels, you get to improve your stats. So at level 4, level 8, level 12, you can increase your stat scores. So say you've got a strength of 18. Hey, bump that up to a 20. Yeah. Uh, If you've got a you know, intelligence of nine, hey, bump that up to a 10. It's no longer a problem kind okay. of thing. Or, fuck that, pick a feat. We'll go through those later. Um, okay. Feats are basically like, one of the feats that I really like is called alert. It gives you a, basically a plus 10 to your passive perception and you can never be surprised. So at any point in time, nobody can ever come up on you and surprise you <laughs> with an attack. That's so not me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the yeah. one for you. Maybe not the one for you. <laughs> Yeah, you have constant anxiety. Oh, That's interesting. That is <laughs> you. Into you. No, 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 because I guess you you can still be surprised with anxiety. Yeah. Staring me straight in the face. So. <laughs> Boo. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go into our second page, yes, we. There's another the page. There's three. There's three pages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my I mean, lord. So if we get to the second page, uh, you can see again it says character name at the top, <laughs> and then age, height, weight, eyes, skin, and hair. And these are all just things for you to be able to draw your character out, like, in your mind. Okay, you decide. Um, well, there's also guidelines within each book. Uh, so if you want to roll your weight and roll your height, 
I, I quite like doing that when I'm playing certain characters. I like to roll my height and weight okay. to be like, what, you know, how heavy am I? How big am I? How, you know, I, and then I pick the eye color, I pick the hair color, I pick the skin color, and I pick the age. The Is age there... will change depending on what race you are. So elves don't mature until they're about 40, 45. Oh. I think maybe older. Is there like an app where you can put all this in and it just makes yeah. you a character? Yeah, which we're not we're not doing that. We're, we're doing it the hard way. Do people okay. keep these with them? Like for example, I, yeah, I started on pen and paper. So and, yeah, like kind of keep it, bring it to each session. session. Yeah, brilliant. You can see why it's nice. Um, so here you can see on this box on the left it says character appearance, where you can do a little doodle or maybe you get a picture and just stick it there. Okay. Whatever you you know, I always doodle my characters because I, I that's how I create characters. You're good at drawing. Yeah, and I also oh, do yeah. commissions if you're really interested. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do. Um... I will do stick men. Oh, so these oh. are the books we have um, that we're selling for charity. Maybe we'll put these to a link. Actually, yeah. we'll put a link on this. So we've got these books that were given by uh, one of our players called Stuart, and it's got all of the like anything that you ever need to write down during your time playing a character in D anD. d This is like a character book with a oh, booklet great. has like a list of NPCs that you can put on. Um, it's called Theorycraft. It's a 5E campaign and an adventure journal. It's really cool. Useful. And it all goes to charity. £20, and we'll put a link below um, in, so, into the description of this episode. If you, so um, the charity is Stack Up, which is for mental health for veterans through gaming. So oh, really? very, yeah, very great for... Um, for D and D involves kind of stuff, and yeah, love that. And so this is basically just a like a like a character logbook. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, a character yeah. sheet, okay. but it's just it's full of of more. Yeah, and it's it's easier to read. It's nicer to read. So yeah, you've got your box for your character appearance. Again, you can draw it. You know, just stick a picture in whatever you like. You know, if you want, you can even just write it down. Next to that, you've got uh, allies and organizations, which is just your clans. Yeah, kind of like if you meet anyone and you become part of a group or anything and you just want to write that down, just write it here in this section. Um, so it's pretty easy. Cool. Character backstory, which is just below your character appearance, is that you've got a little bit of space to try to create a little novella, okay. I guess. That's some, totally up to you. Yeah, some players some players write, literally, I got documents of like three-page documents of people just telling me the whole backstory with this like full, like, I don't know, like little narrative. It's oh, really, really cool. Yeah, I, I would always recommend talking to your DM about your creative. backstory, but your backstory is personal to you. It's, you know, it's your player character, so you get to choose what it is. I think the best thing a DM can do is allow a player to create a character and, and just feed the player. You know, oh, I want to be from this noble house and I want it to be like this. Oh, I've got the perfect one in this city. This is the vibe of the city. This is the, you know, oh. what your parents might have done. Oh, yeah, I think that sounds really cool. Or could they have actually been in mining? Or Do you know what I mean? And, like, maybe maybe your character's, like... They were part of a gang when you know from a really young age. Oh, is there any gangs in this city? Yeah, of course there are. There's the Zentar and there's the you know Xanathar's gang. You know, there's all sorts of things. Okay, amazing. This is all starting to. I did say at the start of the session, I was like, I can't imagine this ever making sense. It's making sense, and it's starting to make sense. So Good. that's great. I'm doing my job. I'm yep. doing my job. Um, additional features and traits. Yep, that's that's pretty much. If you can't fit it on the front page, there's more space here. <laughs> okay. Um, or on the app 
because the first is... <laughs> we're not using Which the we're app. We're not doing. We're not doing the fucking app. Learn to <laughs> learn to write properly. Yeah, the old way. <laughs> no, honestly, oh, I yeah. it took me years. It took me years to, to actually get to an app. I I have I could show you the amount of character sheets I have with fucking perfectly handwritten yeah. <laughs> everything out so that I could understand it when I read it. Sometimes yeah. I look at it and be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And they're like, "Oh, it yeah. means I kill you." They kill you. I'd rather do it on paper. I think that's that's what we like to hear. Treasure. That's the bottom box. Not sure about Jordan, but well, when I asked about the app. It was more the idea of you put in the the appearance of the uh, person and then it creates. Uh, oh, so D and D Beyond uh, give you like stickers to choose from. You can have like you know, there's like a bunch of tieflings. If you got a tiefling character, and you could just pick that one. That one looks kind of like my character. Uh, but you can also upload images. There's also Hero Forge. We should get fucking sponsorship for this. This is all free sponsorship that yeah, Hero Forge yeah. and D and D Beyond are getting from us. Let's Take, give me money. Uh, <laughs> Give me the money for these things. But yeah, these are great resources, hands down, regardless of sponsorship or not. Uh, Hero Forge is a really cool... Um, you, you can get miniatures in this game. And we will play with miniatures when we play this game. And you go to Hero Forge and you can create your miniature. And then you can print it off yourself. We print we print ours here. So um, we can we can basically like design it in Hero Forge and then print it and we can paint it here. Which would be really cool. Great. Nice. But Hero Forge do print them and they, you know, they do, for people who can't paint, they do like coloured resin. So you get them in, mm. you can, you know, add all the colours you want and then they print it out for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they deliver it to you. For the, yeah. those of us that aren't drawers, really. Yeah. Or, you know, or painters, because, you know, it's miniature painting and it's quite small. Anyway. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Treasure is the final box on this page, which, again, just play yourself explanatory if you get any treasure. Because in the treasure, in treasure okay. box. Just so you remember what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, inventory bag. Yes. Some of treasure. Some people do play encumbrance rules. I do not because fuck that shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, Niall, we found all these ornate armors. Can we take them and sell them? It's like, how many were there? Oh, there's 30. Do you think you could carry 30 full armor sets? No. no. Then why the fuck would you be able to? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Kind of thing. But if it's like... You can do it in Skyrim. You know, I've got I've got 3,000 gold. Yeah, let's just say you can carry it because fuck that. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I think there's a bit of there's a bit of lee, leeway, isn't yeah. there? Because you can have it in gold bars or platinum bars, and it's lighter kind of thing. Anyway, third page. Third page. Spellcasting class. This is for the spellcasters out there. So cool thing to just remember: there are specific classes that are spellcasting, but most classes have a spellcasting option. Okay. So whatever you want to play. That don't. Yeah, yeah. There's loads that don't, but oh well, like no. No, all of them have a spellcasting option, but you don't have to, if that makes sense. It will at some point. You can be a fighter, <laughs> yeah. just sword, shield, and that can be the whole thing that you do yeah. the whole way through. You don't, need to you don't have to cast spells. But if you wanted to be a fighter, you can cast some spells. You can cast some spells. Brilliant. Of course, multi-classing as well. Anyway, so your spellcasting class, just boop, pop that in there. Spellcasting ability. Now, there are three ways to cast magic. Well, there's more. There's more than three. There's three stats to use to cast magic. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> bards. Bards cast magic through art and performance and words. A bard? Yeah. Um, kind of like, try to think of a, of a character who's quite bard-like. Are they human? They can be any race. Oh, this okay. is a class. So oh, it's a class. Bards are charisma-based ma- like magic users. Very high on support usually. Very good support classes, but can be very deadly. I'm trying to think of like a great bard character but my head is just it's the dandelion 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 is the character so dandelion is like a i, I, I like how you you found the name but still it makes no more sense have you guys yeah. not watched the witcher I've, i haven't I've, I've seen a couple of episodes, couple of episodes there's yeah. the guy who writes the toss a coin to your witcher a valley of plenty Ooh. no 
No, I don't know that. <laughs> wow. I enjoy that though. Thank yeah. you. All right. So basically, it's creating it's creating magic through performance. Yes. Um, your ability to sort of like tear through the world through using your words and natural charisma, mm-hmm. um, supporting people or bringing them down. They were the they were the people who who would tell stories and entertain. Uh, but these are magical bards kind right. of thing. Got a vibe, got a vibe. Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. They're very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, then you've yeah. got your clerics, who are the sort of like divine connection to the gods. Um, the gods being many different gods, sun gods, uh, death gods, uh, trickster gods, nature gods. Like the most powerful god in all of D&D, like official D&D lore, uh, is Shantaea. <laughs> The farming goddess, because she has the most followers. Okay. Because the farming goddess. Yeah, yeah, she's the, the most go- powerful god like in all a, of D anD. There's not a god goddess. Yeah, there is technically. The goddess of farming. But no one ever sees or meets. I, I, they haven't really gone into much depth about them. I think it's called like Amon or something. Um, it's kind of like. But it's all like the rest of it's mainly demigods. Well, so like we'll we'll go into we'll go into gods, and I'll explain how the god hierarchy works maybe on another episode. Yeah. Let's uh, do that. But yes, but yeah, there is, there is, I believe, I believe I've done some research and I believe there is one God that sort of like created the whole of this world. And then there are like sort of, that's what I love about D&D is that there's so many creation myths and every like different civilization that you meet has a different God and a different creation myth who are legit powerful. Yeah. So it's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And then there's the multiverse of kind of like, there are so many different worlds. You're putting your head in your hands. There is literally, yeah. Um, but yeah, clerics, um, they have their power through wisdom. Their their gods channel through them and give them power to do things. Yeah. Um, so their their power is like, they're a conduit for a, a god, basically. Okay. Then you've got um, druids, who are nature magic users. They basically use the fundamental laws of nature to cast magic. They can wild shape, which means turn into animals. Um, certain druids can even turn into different things like elementals they can turn into like elemental forces like of earth or of fire or of wind or water Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like your nature druids they use wisdom as well so again willpower kind of like they believe in like the sanctity of nature kind of thing then next you'd have monks have like a bit of spell casting that's wisdom as well um, but that's a subclass and i'd kind of rule that as like very similar to druids and so this this sheet is basically your list of spells yeah I'll, i'll get through that as in, like, as in, like, what goes on here depends on the class. And yeah, you are exactly, that's, that's exactly. Um, yeah, and the spellcasting ability is different for different classes. Um, so we've had charisma, we've had um, wisdom for a few. Then your your wizard, which is like your one of the most powerful spellcasters because of just the wizard class is fucking great. Um, uses intelligence. They literally. So there's the thing called the weave which is essentially the connection between everything. It's like the arcana connection between everything. And they they pluck on the strands of the weave to change reality and mm. use magic. And they study it. So it's the study of the weave that allows you to wield magic. Right. You're not doing it through anything. You're not, you know what I mean? It's a real academics magic, like magician. It's okay. a science in yeah, a way. Yeah. Uh, then there's a warlock who... I, one of my favorite classes. You get a sugar daddy and you get power. It's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> you literally, you find someone who's not a god, but maybe has the power of a god. And you're like, hey, I'll do stuff for you if you give me power. And they go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, there you go. Um, there's a particular subclass that is called Hexblade, where you gain the ability to kill things with just your charisma. 
So you can wield weapons, but you kill them with your charisma. You no longer you no longer use your strength or dexterity. You kill them with confidence, and yeah. it's one of my favorite things in the world. That's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, there's there are more sorcerers are charisma based as well. They're natural magic. So like a wizard has to study magic. A sorcerer is just innately magical. They're like in tap with the weave in different aspects, and they don't even know how. They just start blowing up with magic, and they're like Ooh, boo boo boo, cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I started blasting. Um, kind of thing <laughs> so that's the different spell casting types you've got your charisma magic your wisdom magic and your intelligence magic okay um then you've got your spell save dc and that is basically when you cast a spell that's affecting something or it needs to like dodge out of the way it needs to roll a number higher than this and your spell dc will get higher as you get to higher levels uh, okay. so if you wanted to control a creature's mind you have a certain strength which is your spell dc uh, if a creature rolls lower than that, boom, you've controlled their mind. Gonna. Yeah, because your will's more than theirs, kind mm. of thing. Your spell, your spell attack bonus is essentially the same thing, except you're attacking their AC. Their AC is, you know, however well armored they are, however well protected they are, right. and then your spell attack is to hit them. You'll roll a d20, whereas they have to roll a d20 against your DC. You have to roll a d20 against their AC. Make sense? Yes. <laughs> actually does good oh good yeah (laughs) it's one of us yeah jordan just leant back and went fuck me i just heard i just heard a A D B C. A D B C E G G. mate yeah three pages so the rest of these acdc there we go i'm back you sang twice now during this podcast i sing all the time Absolutely. Great. Um, we are not allowed there because we're shit. No, you can yeah. sing if you Excuse want. Me, just yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so. So, but um, you can see here that the the rest of it has loads of lines and loads of circles and says zero to nine. Um, zero cantrips are basically spells that you can do all the time. You'll have a selection of those when you get a spellcasting class. And you'll be able to just cast these spells at will, no cost, no like repercussions. The only thing about them is that they are quite weak. They don't do the most damage, but they're consistent. Okay. And they do get more powerful. Certain, certain spells get more powerful as you get stronger. So if you're a wizard and you cast Fireball at level like 1, you're doing a D10 of damage. At level 17, I think you're doing 4 D10. Yeah, see, these numbers come in and then... (laughs) You're lost, you're lost. Basically, (laughs) as you get more powerful, you do more damage with your cantrips. Your lowest level spell that you can just keep doing. That makes sense. These spells basically get better the higher number they have. And you'll start to get more spells in each bracket. When you're level 20, I think you get like four... Depending on the class, you can have like up to four potential level 9 spells that you can cast. And you know what I mean? They're like stop time wish which is just wish for whatever you want okay um they're crazy pretty high true polymorph you can just turn into anything forever if you wanted to turn someone into a chair for the rest of their life you could Mm. now a couple of people i could imagine that that i I really like i I really like the idea of like pulling a fast one on some players which is like like having um having them in a room and there's only like a chair and they're locked in the room and yeah. eventually one of them's going to try and use the chair to break down a door or something and then when they break the chair this like great dragon appears and is like thank god I've been trapped in this yeah. one for years <laughs> kind of thing and he's like what the fuck it's a fucking dragon it's yeah. like yes I know I've been a chair <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's been 87,000 years and I've been a fucking People just chair. kept sitting on my yeah, face. Yeah. 
You but now I'm <laughs> out. And then they shit themselves and they're like, oh, I've forgotten that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long Oops. since I pooped. <laughs> I'm hungry. Can we get some falafel? That has to go in. The, yeah, the food I'll, I'll dragons out. often need. I'll figure out a little bit of falafel. I just quite, I quite like the idea of like you know giving a character like something, just like an item, and it being a person, mm. and, and that person's been trapped in that form for nice. however long. It's a princess and the frog. Yeah, right there. Yeah, but it's not a frog. It's, but it's not a frog. It's, it's, it's a pencil. A I just like it's, it's, you pen, know, it's a pencil, like a glass <laughs> hammer. An it's a glass hammer or something in it. Yeah. So if they ever use the glass hammer and it breaks, like boom. It's, you know, it's a mind flare. I don't know. <laughs> a mind flare. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Don't, you don't want to come up against one of them. Anyway, yeah. so uh, you can see that it says prepared. Essentially, you can only know so many spells at one time Where and you have to prepare them. Um, if you look at levels one spells, just underneath there's a circular... The oh, circles. Yeah, circular. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tiniest bit of writing yeah. I've ever it seen. It says prepared. It says prepared, and, and it's in a little semicircle, yeah, so then, it's really hard to read. And you can write your spell names here, and you can see it says slot totals and slot expended. I think it looks like oregano, not prepared. Okay. Do you wear Doesn't glasses it? usually? Yes. Yes, you do. I do, that's true. So just next to the spell no, level. No, it actually does look a little bit like oregano. All oh, right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Next Nile. to the spell level. I didn't fucking make these. <laughs> You're a failure. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, so it says slots total and it says slots expended. Um, and basically, you get so many first level spell slots. So as a wizard, you'd have like up to four. And you can expend I up just... to four in one day. And then once you've spent four, that's it. You've got no more first level spell slots. You'll have to take a long rest and you get them back on a long rest. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and, and yeah. so the numbers on this sheet are the level just the levels at. of spells, yeah. So right, first level okay. spells are quite, you know, they're they're useful, like comprehend oh, languages yeah. and and do spells go up the scale? Yeah, yeah. So they the get better as as the spell level so gets higher. They it's get important better. to have a rubber, yes, so that you can rub yeah, out yeah. the spell and put it on the next one or an app or an app or an app. Cool, but yeah, that's. There's not another sheet, is there? No, no, that's your character sheet, <laughs> right, guys. You just whip out like a big pile, like, right, well, we got uh, no, two more no. pages to go. That is it. That's your character sheet, guys. So do you feel like you've I... learned something? No. No. Oh, okay. Can we play now? No. <laughs> um, yeah, so next week we'll go into a new subject, another part of D&D. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for being here. Thank um, you. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, thank no, you. No, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thank bye you. bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. It really helps. A big thank you to our editor, Jack Sinclair. If you'd like to check out any of our cool merchandise, head to littlelionslayer.com, where Julia, our resident smithy, has all our products up for sale. Until next time, brave adventurers.